Recently, I reconnected with an old friend over our mutual love for a certain fictional book universe and the myriad of fan-inspired writings and artwork that have formed communities of strangers across the internet and globe. So when we first met back in 2007, neither of us were open at all about being a part of these fandoms, even though we had both been fans for several years at that point. We were afraid of what people would think. Now, many years later, both of us in our mid-30s, we've really embraced who we are. Nerdy literary people. And you know what? It's not weird. It's who God created us to be. Embracing that has led us into this community of complete strangers who share ideas and support one another. It's a community where people who are struggling with life, death, breakups, job loss, health crises, they write a message and they're lifted up by others who have no idea who they are. They just know them as a fellow human being who needs a pick-me-up. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean? But that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to maturity to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness in deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love. We must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. As we continue our exploration of renewed spirit, we look to Ephesians, where St. Paul writes of the unity in the body of Christ. Paul spent a good chunk of time in Ephesus, about two years or so, and he taught there. Ephesus was a coastal city in modern-day Turkey. This letter was sent to the Ephesians after Paul had left as an encouragement to them to remember that it didn't matter if they were Gentiles or Jews, but what mattered is that they were reconciled together as one body in Christ. They were called to share in the mission of Christ. They were each given certain gifts to do ministry and to build up this body of Christ in love. They were called to love and respect one another, regardless of what station in life they were in. 
regardless of who they are. That seems pretty straightforward, right? Love and respect others. Treat them well, regardless of their beliefs and their actions. Well, it's easy to say that. It's a lot harder to actually do it, especially when you're faced with a person who's just acting unpleasant. A person who does something that's super frustrating. A person that you just don't like. So the other day I was driving at the Y early in the morning. I was getting ready to turn left on the road that leads to the Y from my house. But there was a car that was stopped at a green light in the lane that was across from me. So I needed to wait because they had the right of way. Well, I waited and waited for about 30 seconds and this car wasn't moving. So I started to turn. And all of a sudden the other driver honked at me and flipped me off because he decided to drive. I of course was annoyed because A, I despise people honking at me and flipping me off. And B, clearly he was not paying attention. So why should I respect someone like that? Now of course I didn't know the full story as to why he was sitting there. And you know, I could have honked at him to get his attention so that he could have gone. So I was in the wrong also. But that doesn't stop me from saying, well, why should I respect you? Why should I respect people who have caused me emotional harm in the past? How can I love them? Why should I love and respect people who made me feel like I couldn't be me? but instead that I needed to fit in the box of what they deemed appropriate. And why should I love and respect myself for allowing myself to act mean to others, for allowing myself to believe that other people's opinions were weightier than God's, God who gave me gifts and the personality to be uniquely me. My hunch is that each of you has encountered a person who at some point in time has clipped your wings, so to speak. A person who's spoken harshly to you or did something to you that dampened your mood, dampened your spirit. A person that made you question your worth. And it's also my hunch that you have been that person to another, whether it was on purpose or by accident. Unfortunately, we Christians can be some of the most petty, mean-spirited, judgmental, unforgiving people. The sheer number of individuals who have left the church and not come back because of the actions of others is staggering. And the sad thing is, oftentimes, we may not actually remember what we said or what we did that drove them away from the church. We may not even know that we did something. Oh, sometimes we do. Sometimes we are very well aware of how mean and petty we're being because we feel that we're in the right. But other times we might not even realize that we're doing it. But then on the flip side, we Christians can also be incredibly loving and accepting, servant-hearted and forgiving people. The thing is, every community that we are a part of has a mixture of saints and sinners because that's what we all are. We're all saints and we're all sinner. 
Now, I realize that there are many who don't want to be called a sinner. They don't think that they're sinners. They just, they don't want to be labeled like that. And okay, that's fine. Come up with another word. Because the fact of the matter is, we're all capable of great and wonderful things. And we're also capable of some downright nasty things, regardless of our belief in God. Having a renewed spirit is both being able to own who we are as people, beloved and created in the image of God, regardless of what others say about us, think about us, or how they act towards us. And it's also about owning our own shortcomings, owning our humanness, and taking care to treat others with kindness, dignity, respect, and love. Having a renewed spirit is continuing to build our relationship with God regardless of the actions of other people. Having a renewed spirit is speaking the truth in love and power to others and to ourselves. Now this doesn't mean angrily confronting them, speaking down to them, being condescending or rude, but instead having a conversation that's rooted in our shared identity in Christ, or even our shared identity as being fellow human beings who are walking this planet trying to live our best lives. Being a community gathered and connected through our shared identity, especially our shared identity as children of God, is something that is beautiful. We may not have to like someone to recognize that they are a human created in God's image who has value and worth. We may not have to agree with everything that someone does or stands for to see them as God's child, precious in God's sight. My challenge for you this week, think of someone you positively dislike or even just moderately tolerate. Now think of them as a fellow child of God. Say a prayer for them. The more we humanize other people, the more we can begin to love and respect them. And this goes for ourselves as well. The people of Paul's time were a group who were from different backgrounds, some Gentiles, some Jews. And he encouraged them not to see each other as Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, but instead fellow followers of Christ. God doesn't see us as the labels that we put on ourselves. God sees us as God's children. God loves and embraces us for who we are. So let us create a community that loves, respects, and supports one another, all from different backgrounds, with different gifts, with one common love, God. Amen. During the next few days, I encourage you to go deeper into the message with these two reflection questions. First, think of a person you don't especially like or someone you really dislike. How can you pray for them this week? And second, what is a part of yourself that you have kept hidden because you're afraid of what others may think of you? How is that part of you a gift from God?